0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash with amex.
1: Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
0: Ah, we welcome you in. That's the the big voice guy. That's what I like to call him. With my main man, JP Jacob Padilla, with another week of Nebraska preps. Uh, It's a lot going on. There were some marquee name matchups, but uh, the games didn't really kind of turn out to be that way for a lot of the folks outside of Class B, where I felt like there were a couple, including Waverly and Scott, that lived up to the billing.
1: Yeah, I think the the two that we kind of highlighted, Bennington Norris as well, (laughs) almost 100 (laughs) points in that one. Um, But, yeah, we had some good matchups in B. Hopefully looking forward to some more this weekend, just kind of looking at... Some of the best games for the week ahead. It looks like B might be um, ha- have two of the the best ones we'll see this week as well.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll figure out a lot about Elkhorn, right? I mean that we'll because we don't really know much. We know they lost a ton, um, but but kind of feeling their way along. It seems like in B the top probably three or four ish. Maybe you've got I think Waverly will end up being right there. You like Scott. You like Plattsmith. You like Bennington. What do we do with Aurora?
1: (laughs) That's a good question. They're going to Scott's bluff this week. Um, I don't know that we'll learn a ton, uh, from that game. Just based uh, consider or compared to what they've already done, but, uh, (laughs) not
0: the start that, uh, I think most folks in that community thought that they were going to get off to.
1: No. Um, I mean, put up 44 points and lose. That's (laughs) got to (laughs) hurt. Um, but yeah, that's tough start to the season. Uh, Obviously, they've got some talent. We'll see if they can kind of turn it around here. Obviously, B a pretty small class, so um, you would get hot, but you can make a nice little run there and put yourself in good position if they can kind of turn things around.
0: Should Should I adjust my rearview mirror and, and start finding Plattsmith? <laughs> I, I listen. I know Scott and Bennington get all the talk, but quietly, especially with guys like Manessus, they're getting good quarterback play. I mean. Talk about a good quarterback falling in your lap, transferring from Papio South. I mean, Platt Smith is definitely on my radar.
1: Yeah, Nate Kramer in there at quarterback. Um, rough first week, uh, but um, they didn't really need him to have it, and he was efficient uh, in, in week two. And obviously, Christian Manessis carrying the load again this week, just running all over uh, For Ralston. a
0: guy that size, He he runs behind his pads. He's not a big guy, but he's a heavy runner.
1: Three hundred yards and five scores on twenty five carries. Yeah. Not not a bad uh, day of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, picking up where he left off from a season ago, where I was pretty impressed with him.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously he was um, again one of the guys that that we talked about quite a bit last year. Yeah. Um, uh, and Plattsmith is back for another year, and he's uh, he's still toting the mail. And speaking of toting it, she's we we mentioned Bennington putting up fifty five points, but Dylan Mostek again. At, at at
0: some point, somebody's going to have to get him to the ground.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, 64 carries for 708 yards and 10 touchdowns in two games. Yeah, uh, 64 he's well, yeah, he's for well on, 708 and 10 touchdowns. Well on his
0: way to closing in on some records. You know, it's, uh, it is unbelievable how he's been able to uh, – I mean, you know it's coming. And they, you, you still can't really stop it. No. 32 carries in two games on average, right? I mean, that's, that's a good high school workload. That's a good collegiate workload. That's a fantastic NFL workload for everybody not named Derrick Henry. Well,
1: oh, and he had a uh, 39 against uh, uh, Aurora this past week. Yeah. And I, it is kind of interesting um, just looking at Bennington in terms of where they belong in, in that top tier. Given up 44 points, you needed every one of those carries to kind of hold on because or is making a push down the stretch there. Yeah, and then, it's a
0: good football team, yeah. right? Not a very user friendly schedule to start. Well, so they'll have time, and it's a program that's used to winning. You assume that they won't panic, right? They'll they'll kind of stay the course and looking to kind of get hot here because I don't want to bury them just yet. But um, between Bennington, Plattsmith and 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 Scott, I mean Scott and a slugfest. Uh with Waverly. Fantastic matchup.
1: Well, and then kind of started getting some points there late with uh both teams finally uh finding the end zone. Um Scott held on there for a twenty seven twenty four win in overtime. overtime yeah. Okay, yeah. Um back to back years where that thing's gone down to the wire.
0: That's that's turned into a nice rivalry. Yeah. I, quietly. Kind of snuck up on me, right? I don't I look for, you know, a little more local, but Waverly is having none of it. I, i mean they have they have done their best to step up to the plate
1: and waverly they uh hit a big touchdown late to tie it up right yeah. with like less than a minute left or something to get it to overtime so um yeah that's like you said that's developing a really nice rivalry um got to make sure to put that one on the calendar every single year now just right. based on what they've been showing recently
0: really good intensity i think uh the the crowds embrace it too and you know, as we as we jump over to A, Bellevue West, number one ranked Bellevue West, they coast, uh, turn into the L.J. Richardson show, but probably the most impressive performance of the week was Millard South and how they handled Elkhorn South with relative ease.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the game I was at, and obviously both teams are kind of figuring some things out up front uh, on both sides of the ball with what they lost from a year ago, but... The difference in that game was quarterback and Gage Stenger. He was the best player on the on the field and consistently made plays when Miller South needed. They couldn't. They couldn't get the running game going. Yeah. Christian Nash had twenty carries on sixty yards. That was all Stenger on the ground. Some of it. Some of it designed. Some of it. Just yeah, a few broken to make plays. Play. Yeah. yeah. He had a couple. Uh, third down. Uh, he had a third and twelve that he uh, picked up twenty yards on, and then um, had the sixteen yard run on third and six for the touchdown. Um, he uh, he had a 27 yard uh, touchdown run that yeah, was that was a thing of beauty uh, wiped off because he was pointing at the defender on his way into the end zone so and,
0: were, those, and that that penalty occurs en route to the yeah. touchdown it it's not so going to stand
1: they called it at the two yard line so we got 25 yards minus 15 yard touchdown and then they yanked him sending the backup quarterback and then they run the double reverse with Entrell Taylor yeah. hitting Kozel. In the end zone for the touchdown. Got a
0: lot of respect for that offensive staff, and I think now that they feel like they can throw the ball a little bit, their creativity is starting to shine. They've been known for a long time. Coach Long, that staff with Coach Means, they do a really good job of mixing, matching, offensive concepts. It's a tough team to prepare for.
1: Yeah, and then you add, again, a skill player like Taylor, who they used in a lot of different ways. He had a nice little 55-yard uh, screen touchdown play where he broke a tackle or two and then uh, just took it to the house. Um, he, and now
0: you're getting gas away times two yeah, with both uh, Jake and Justin?
1: Yep. Um, uh, Jake had nice little uh, jump ball touchdown in the end zone. Stanger just threw it up to him. He went up for it, tipped it to himself, and had the uh, presence of mind to pull it in and, and, um, and hold on to it for the touchdown. Um. So, yeah, that w- that was an impressive performance uh, just between Stenger and the weapons he has available to him. um, it, it, Again, you're still wondering about the, the running game against um yeah. the, the best opponents they'll face because um, they really couldn't get much going in and the they trenches. W- they
0: will be tested next week. Yeah. They're going um, against a very good defense and easily the marquee matchup, which will be Millard South and Bellevue West.
1: Yeah. Um. So they got they got to take on uh, Millard West this week first. He got the rivalry, but – um, so yeah, working towards that one. Um, but yeah, that I, I was impressed with Nord South. Um, I, I think it was Nord South three Elkhorn South four going into that game and Nord South definitely outclassed the storm on.
0: How would you day. describe Elkhorn South's maybe ability or maybe inability to utilize some of their skill?
1: Yeah, they just—it was
0: kind of—it was a little bit of some mismatches in the open field, which it kind of—I was a little
1: surprised by that. Yeah, they—they they just couldn't ever get into a rhythm, um, um, offensively with in, in the passing game. Uh, Corey Wilkie only had one catch; it was nice, one-handed. Yeah, he needs—he
0: needs multiple he, targets. Yeah, that's
1: the, that's the problem. Like he, um, they they had a few other guys that they had some drops. Um, they had some off-target passes. A um, couple of interceptions. One of them was a third down, kind of a, um, arm punt or whatever. But um, they, yeah, they just couldn't get into a rhythm. I know Lance Rucker uh, had a pretty good day up front. Who I was being relatively quiet? He
0: flies under the radar for a really good player.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, be remiss not to mention what Maverick Noonan did. I talked about, about being first the, three series. Yeah, uh, talked about Stenger being the best player on the field. Um, I think that what was more impressive what he did was because he was under pressure all night long, because they could not block Noonan. There was one play you where... You got
0: the sense early it, on, is you're like, boy, this yeah. is going to be a long night. They have no answer for Maverick Noonan.
1: Yeah, he had a series where a tackle for loss and then a sack back into a third and long, uh, and they got off the field. And there was the most impressive rep I think I saw from him. Didn't end up in a sack, uh, but um, it was... Uh, I think Sauter, uh, Mike Sauter tweeted out a video of it, but just kind of getting around the end, low... Shoulder, yeah. Bend, how about the bend? Yep, and then delivered the throw just as um uh, Stenger was releasing the ball and forcing an incompletion there. Like that, that was that was. I was like, whoa, just That's big time. So that 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 play right there kind of shows you what kind of a pass rushing prospect he is. And he had a real. He's playing some right tackle. Was in on their fourth down conversion. Um, so he he looks every bit the part of the prospect that uh, people are talking about him uh, as.
0: Elkhorn South gonna have to bounce back in a hurry as they, they travel to a place I think is it's it's an underplay underrated place to play. Well coach football team and coach Tomlin. They've got to go to Grand Island. Uh I, that's not gonna be easy. Uh, that's 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 kind of a that's that or excuse me, that's southeast that yeah, it it has Grand Island. I keep thinking Elkhorn South Southeast yeah, yeah. has Grand Island. Central for the yeah, south, yeah. So coming Which, off that luff.
1: Tough game against Gretna if you want to. We talk were to talking
0: that. about that yeah. kind of off off pod. Surprised at the level of physicality in which not only Gretna played with, but the lack of physicality in which Central did. That that one was probably the stunner of the week.
1: Yeah. Zane Flores, 20 for 25 for 218 yards, a touchdown and twelve yard rushing touchdown. That's not a surprise. The Omaha Central 30 carries for 30, 30 yards. yards on the ground. That was the surprise. And Jalen Lloyd got loose four catches for 100 yards at a 64 yard, I think, touchdown. Maybe, but, maybe
0: the best kept secret in the metro. But, we know about him as a triple jumper. Yeah, and he's a fantastic athlete.
1: Yeah, but they didn't really have anything else going. I'm uh, just completely shut down that running game that was so good in week one.
0: Yeah, they're kind of an enigma. I, I feel so. There's two teams, three actually, and strangely enough, they're all Metro teams. Burke was impressive, hanging on against Carney.
1: Finally got Devin Jackson going
0: north better than the score would probably indicate, uh, without question, the best defensive line tandem in the state with Orlando and, and S'entree Brown, Keyshawn Williams was spectacular. They played with a backup quarterback who I felt like was really, really good. He was, you know, they converted 70% of their third downs, which
1: that's pretty good.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, not good when you're on the defensive side (laughs) at, at, at Omaha, West side. Um, I still feel like I the pictures incomplete with them. They're they're still learning to play football but maybe more talented than the 0-2 record would indicate. They played two good football teams in Southeast and, and Westside.
1: And they've been in both games just haven't yep. been able to play the full um 48 minutes. They that's the thing. It. Yeah.
0: That that that's the thing. Got out to to good leads. Um they were ahead of us early 14-8. Um I don't it's incomplete, right? That we're still kind of painting that picture, but they have a lot of individual talent. And then Central, I guess we'll know more this week. <laughs> I mean, they're going to have to bounce back oh, in yeah. a in in a hurry because it doesn't get any easier for them.
1: No, and you, you know, Elkhorn South's going to be looking at that that film, and like you said three men front for yeah. uh, kind of what a uh, Elkhorn their, South runs. Their as well. physicality.
0: Yeah. Was pretty impressive because I don't think Gretna is particularly deep. Yeah, but their their top half is pretty good. Yeah, their, their top half is, is pretty dang on good. I, you so the kind of the consensus among some of the guys that watch high school that have seen all three of the, the 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 metro teams in terms of Burke Central and South. There's more than three, but I'll stick with that theme just for a second. Think that Burke has the most upside. I don't quite know if I would agree with that yet, but they have they have some skilled pieces. The offensive and defensive lines I worry about a little bit.
1: Yeah, and they're pretty young up there and really inexperienced. Um, you mentioned what North has. Yeah, I mean Bell starting as a freshman. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> crazy because I know him since he was like little fourth grader. <laughs> no. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive um, that I mean. D- what the North can do in the trenches, you've got Central. Um, obviously, they've got a couple of talented pieces there. Didn't work out this last week. Burke really struggled week one. Bounced back in week two. Um, I, I think that that's that story is still kind of be told. We're still we still got a lot to learn about all three of those teams. we talk about the depth and how long will these teams be able to hold up? You've got new players working in, so maybe week three, week four. What kind of difference will that be compared to week one and week two when you're making your first starts
0: yeah you uh, do have you do have a good metro story though uh Omaha Benson <laughs> starting out two and oh with the comeback win down 21 against Northwest who also had a chance to start two and0 oh. we've got a two game win streak for Benson that's pretty impressive and uh, for their efforts they get to go to Fremont. <laughs> who I, I know you kind of like Fremont, right? I know you particularly okay. like them. They're all offensively and at the quarterback spot, right?
1: Uh, I, I thought they were an interesting test to see um, last week uh, what, what North Platte could do, um, just based on playing Class B the first match, step up to a Class A team that had won its first game. Um, obviously, Syntex a really good He's multi-sport good, yeah. athlete. I mean, baseball. B- baseball first, obviously one of the best shooters uh, in, in the state. Um on the basketball court. But, yeah, that that was an impressive win by North Platte. Um Just kind of taking it to Fremont. And Vince Genitone, again, nine carries, 137 yards, they two def- They definitely
0: have my attention.
1: Plus 12 tackles, uh, back-to-back. I think that's back-to-back.
0: It's 29 in two games.
1: Yeah. Is that
0: pretty good? <laughs> yeah.
1: Back-to-back <laughs> games with, I think, 100 yards from scrimmage on offense and double-digit tackles. Uh, pretty good player. And I know he was down in Lincoln checking out the g- game this past week.
0: Yeah, I know everybody – you know, kind of him and hems and haws about his size. I know one thing: it's a fantastic football player. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, just probably just at six feet. i um, kind of wondering what he's going to play defensively, but it's yeah. a good football player.
1: Yeah, R- and,
0: really good football player.
1: And North Platte this week they got a tough one going to Carney. That should be a fun one.
0: Yeah, something's got to give there, right? Carney has been battle tested early with a really good schedule. Yeah. Uh huh. You know they've, they've 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 had a a good early slate to that schedule, so I'll be curious to see what happens with this one. And never an easy place to play. A uh, chance for North Platte to show that, that they're for real.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of that's what this uh, what this game is. Is a chance for show, for North Platte to show, hey, we belong in that top that top tier too. Um, obviously, I think Bell West. Probably tier one. And yeah, I'll, be, I'll be
0: curious to see how this game shakes out this week with Creighton Prep very good and stout up front. I'll be curious to see if Bellevue West can get the run game going, but they'll have some work to do on the back end if the the, the tandem at quarterback with Johansson and 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 uh, Daniel Kalen yeah. um, are efficient in the passing game. We know about L.J. Richardson need a lot more consistency in the wide receiving core in terms of catching the football.
1: Yeah, and Creighton Prep obviously bounced back in a big way in week two against Papillion. The Vista. yeah, they really level,
0: handled them,
1: and it's it's not so much it's just the fact that the way they looked while doing it and the way they dominated that game from Papillion. The Vist obviously um, they're not they're not as good as Omaha Westside at this point. I guess well, well they'll get they'll get money back, but that's not a team that should um, get blown off the field like Prep did, unless Prep did something right and. Mm. They 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 got Charmar Brown going, 20 carries for 141 yards and a score. He's a man. Uh, let him tote it. This I'm going
0: to so. continue to say that he's going against a very good Bellevue West defense. And yeah. here's the thing, though. This is what I know about Charmar Brown. He is relentless. Yeah. So, whatever you give him on, like, the 10th or 12th carry, he's going to be reciprocating on the 20 or 22nd. He's, he's not going anywhere. Both sides will have to hang in there for the long haul.
1: And that's the question, can – can, can prep hold up defensively enough to where you don't panic and you don't get out of your game plan? Like um, we saw uh, against you guys, in yeah, one. they
0: did. They got away from the run game.
1: So can they keep the score close enough to be able to do what they want to do? Because obviously we know uh, Bellevue West has quick strike ability with all those tight ends and wide outs, and obviously L.J. Richardson can break one off at any point. Um, so they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to tough. They could be tough. They're gonna have to scrap on every single down to make sure that Bellevue West doesn't get out to a 14, 17-point lead, and then change uh, the way that Prep has to play.
0: Omaha Westside travels to Papillion we, uh, for their homecoming. That's an interesting team in, in Westside, right? Because they don't have a lot of gaudy offensive statistics, but have they have some playmakers. They'll get one back this week for sure. I I believe he'll be starting on both sides of the ball, and, and young Mr. Benning, which will help them offensively, but probably... More so defensively, I think. Uh, and the secondary is kind of a banged-up unit yeah. uh, at Westside with some key injuries. Missing Tommy Connolly, who um, good one, one of the yeah. better young players. See, to watch he and, and Sianche Brown and some of these offensive linemen from Omaha North last week was uh, was a thing of beauty. If you like good, tough football, um, the way that they played that game, Kirk Kubrick. A uh, very good inside linebacker for Omaha West Side, Ross, very physical defensively. Um, we'll see Pap- Papillion on offense is interesting. They don't have a ton of tendencies. You could tell they're well coached concept wise, right? With with Tim Williams and, and Gene Sir kind of back in the fold over there, which is kind of scary to think you put those two offensive minds together. But we'll uh, we'll see how it works with Lindemeyer and and Money um, together if he's if he's back playing because they got some options.
1: Yeah, and that's what we talked about. They've, they've got some good individual pieces. It's just a matter of can they put the whole picture together. And Westside's a tough test to do it against, uh, but we'll see if they can – we'll see how they handle last week. Will they let that beat them twice? Or will they come out ready to correct what led to um, last week's 30 30. 30-3 to three loss, and come ready to play.
0: Yeah, the sneaky game within the game there is I felt like Omaha Westside has, has seen two very good defensive lines. And Creighton Prep and Omaha North, will they ramp up as they continue to get better with a lot of new guys starting? Or will we be a little more beat up from the first two weeks yeah. of physicality? You just – you never know how kids at the, that age will respond which matchup are you looking forward to the most in a
1: well first I think uh, we got to talk about probably the, the 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 big upset from the first week um, kind of most surprising result was Papio South coming back to be yeah. Lincoln East
0: so that's twice now with Papio South and you're right yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be dismissive because they have shown some results yeah. they got down early against Papillion they fought their brains out to get back into that game and get it to one score and then coming back against a well coached team in Lincoln East. I t- and I said this before about Papillion South. They have good skill. I, I like their skill, guys, especially out of those those last two classes yeah. that they've gotten. If they find a way to handle some pressures up front, they have a chance to be a good football team.
1: Yeah. Um, you met one of those young players, Devin Jones, running back. Uh,
0: really good player. He's played with uh, Caleb and Milliken yeah. for a long time in basketball. A Good, strong, tough kid.
1: 96 yards and a score on the ground, plus a 7-yard receiving touchdown. Um, so, good 100-yard day from scrimmage. couple of scores for him. Uh, very very, Walter, quiet, very un, unassuming. Noah Walters, I mean, did what he did. Efficient, 309 yards, four scores, one That's a pick. But
0: That's a ton at this level.
1: They had 19 carries for 8 yards rushing, and they just had no answer for the Papio South quarterback run game. Brady Fitzpatrick had 19 carries for 140 yards and a touchdown. He did not pass the ball particularly well. Um, Had two scores, two interceptions, uh, below 50% completion, but they could not stop him on the ground, and that ended up being the difference, I think.
0: Yeah, kind of sifting out the middle of the pack in in Class A, in my opinion, is, is similar to Class B, where it appears to be kind of separating itself towards the top. There's that middle group that you think could get hot that's talented enough, like an Aurora that I would equate to maybe like a, uh, you know, a Creighton prep. Uh, even Westside, for that matter, who hasn't been overly impressive, just good enough, but the schedule is going to break in such a way where it'll give, and as they get healthy, we'll see how, I guess it's everybody else, right? Yeah. It's WS and South is the conventional thought process. Yeah. Coaches don't want to say that, but. I mean it is what it is.
1: West side I think still getting credit for uh until they lose, typically they'll they'll be up there. I think they're still number two, um, depending on what rankings you look at. But um yeah, I think just in terms of what they've showed, Millard South, it's definitely um I think that the, 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 the second next yeah. best team, yeah, So you so you team. go
0: so you go West Side, Elkhorn South, Prep is probably in there somewhere. Lincoln Southeast. I was gonna
1: say Southeast is tough to figure out because they they're are. winning, but Lot, exact, they yeah. remind me a lot of us. They're playing a lot of one-score <laughs> games. Max Butenbach had a huge uh, day, 30 carries, 170 yards, two scores. Yeah, got um, his
0: invite already early to come down to, to Iowa this week, and it's just like
1: – Jake Apple get couple, I think four catches, two of them were touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I talked to
0: him last night on Big Red Wrap-Up. He is um, – and you would agree with this because you've seen him up close numerous times. He's bigger than what he's listed he's a big dude he is he's got broad
1: shoulders big frame
0: he's 6'4 215
1: right now he's every bit of that yeah oh for sure and obviously he's got major athleticism as well on top of that uh big frame so that's the way he's able to make plays all over the field on both sides of the ball but now they've got they've got an
0: interesting one as 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 they they travel to to grand island and and see coach tomlin's bunch
1: yeah so omar north um week one right um they kind of Started behind,
0: yeah. kind of wore them down as the game wore on.
1: And then a 28 21 win against Lincoln Southwest. Um, so, again, two games, two pretty close games where um, the, the result was in doubt in the fourth quarter. So now they go to Grand Island, who um, pretty solid start. They've got Kite and Fife, at quarterback, and some good athletes out there.
0: I recognize um, the Fife name out there in Grand Island.
1: And, and that's, and that's a, I guess... A little bit shorter drive from uh, Lincoln than Omaha, but yeah. trip out there to, to Grand Island. So th- I think I think we'll learn a, uh, a a bit about Lincoln Southeast. Are they are they getting better? Are they building off of these first two weeks? Are they going to be able to go out there and dictate the way that game is played, or is Grand Island going to make it tough on them again?
0: Is there something that a uh, team is kind of laying in the cut? Right, we're not really sure what to make of Millard West. They scored three. Scores in a hurry against Millard North to kind of pull away from that one. I think it was 55 or 56-31. You have the tough opener in week one. They get Millard South this week. Can we learn anything about either? Is it more about learning about Millard West, or do you think there's ways to exploit Millard South up front that Millard West can take advantage of?
1: Yeah, just... After the wave, <laughs> just watching uh, Millard, uh, you don't want to do too much transitive property, but Millard West uh, lost Elkhorn South by two scores in week one. And then uh, saw Solway- what <laughs> it Millard- trans- <laughs> Solway- <laughs> It's was really South difficult did, week yeah. one
0: to week two, too. So, saw so, what Solway- Millard dumb. South
1: did against Elkhorn South. So, um, and obviously, Millard game, that's always, they're always going to.
0: Yeah. Go I hard thought Millard North one. offensively was impressive against Millard West. I mean that's that's quite a few points to be scored and and they found a way to get the ground game going
1: 32 points um but yeah so I, I think we'll probably uh, I think I don't know that Millard uh Millard West is I think they'll put up a, a fight for sure again that that Millard rivalry it's a it's a good program but um I I'd be surprised if that was Pretty close. I think that would tell us a lot about Millard West if they're able to make that a competitive game.
0: All right, give it to me. Give me your, your, your must-see in Class A and your must-see
1: in Class B. Whew. Well, uh, yeah, that, that's, I, I think, probably, if we're just looking at the Metro. Prep-Belvey West. Prep-Belvey West is probably the one, I think, a uh, couple of the ones that will probably be the most competitive games are kind of, we mentioned, um, the s- Southeast at Grand Island. You've got the North Platte-Carney games. Um, I think those are probably two of the more evenly matched or potentially competitive games. Um, in B, uh, it, I think it's Bennington, Norris, and Waverly at Elkhorn, and we'll learn I think a lot about Elkhorn.
0: It's a prove it week for Elkhorn, yeah. I think,
1: and we'll learn uh, a little bit more uh, about Bennington. I think if if they knock this one off, then we have to seriously start thinking they're they're <laughs> they're right funny. up there, like. Yeah. It, they're looking to make a run. So, um and it, we've seen
0: it before and and for as much as a team like Omaha Scut can lay in the cut, I still feel like we we talk about some other folks. Yeah. It, but primarily maybe Jacob because we take them for granted.
1: Yeah. And uh Thursday night game against Gross. That's probably not um, that. that play, probably plays part into it this week at least. Yeah, for <laughs>
0: for sure. Uh, sets up for a huge week four, but we won't we won't fast forward too fast. A lot of quality matchups in week three. We hear the music. That's another week in the books of Nebraska Prep's post game. That's Jacob Padilla. I am Damon Benning. We will be back
1: next week. Nebraska Preps post-game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla.
0: A Huda Media Production.